0: Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi, everyone. Today, I am going to do a solo episode, and it's basically I wanted to invite you into my summer experience. (laughs) Um, so last year in the summertime, the U S summertime, you guys know, if you've listened to my podcast called the divine reset last year, I was with my family for four months. Um, and the beauty of my job is the summertime is not when classes run. So I could actually work remotely. And that was such a gift to, um, spend time with my family and recharge. And I really learned the importance of hitting the reset button because I think when we're in survival mode, we're exhausted, we're kind of in that burnout stage. Um, It is so important to get refilled and actually learn how to rest and I think what I was feeling, um, and I, I talked to a lot of clients about this, is like when you're kind of your whole nervous system and your body and you're so exhausted, it's really hard to dream. And as you guys know, I am a dreamer. Like I love to follow my dreams and go after things that make me come alive. And But what I notice is I was so exhausted that I actually couldn't emotionally connect to dreaming anymore. And so what the rest did was kind of fill up my tank and give me fresh vision. And so coming back to the States, um, I came back in August last year, um, I felt this kind of like childlike hope and vision again. Um, And I think I was like, what would I do? Like, what do I actually want to do? Like, what makes me come alive on another level? Um, I think I've noticed, like, I really love teaching and I love uh, coaching and I love um, working with our students and all of those things. But there's sort of been this missing piece that I haven't really known how to articulate or known what it is. Um, It's been like a treasure hunt, like a mystery. Like, I don't know. There's something that I know uh, that is missing that I want to go find out about. Um, And I think because coaches need coaches, I wouldn't be brave enough to find it on my own. And I had this amazing... um, she's kind of she's a friend but she's kind of a mentor and a coach and she's you know run a very successful coaching business so she's been such a gift to kind of um yeah have speak into my life and she even how I met her was so divine like it was like this random moment and there was like such a connection there and she really challenged me she's a really good coach she really challenged me of like what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail um and I like didn't want to admit it, but there is a part of me that wanted to explore acting again. And I kind of had these pings or these little clues of like, you really do love this thing, but you haven't really gone there again. And acting is such like a vulnerable thing because it really... I mean, yes, it's definitely about talent, but it's also about luck and miracles and magic. Like, it's very, like, you have to be in the right place at the right time. And there's, like, I love, Um, I just got the book, The Artist's Way. And Julia Cameron says, like, that creativity is such an act of faith. And I think that when like there was such a strong resistance in me at even looking at this part of my heart that wanted to explore acting again because I know how hard it is and I know what it takes to be a great actor and I know just the hustle it can be and I really don't want to be in hustle culture. It's not the lifestyle that I want. So it just kind of made me go, I don't even want to look at this area in my life. Um, And so... But then they kind of had like they're in my journey this past year, there's kind of been little hints and clues that have shown up that I've been really intentional about paying attention to. And so I think in one of my classes, like we were just playing like with my students, they were playing like an improv game. I think it's taxi cab. Oh no, it wasn't that taxi cab. It was an- another improv game. And I just felt this internal voice say you need to get up and do that. And as a leader and an instructor, I like <laughs> don't ever want to put myself in that kind of vulnerable position, but I just felt like there's this thing of like, you need to get up and act in front of the students. And um, it's the sort of game that like random people would just get up and join in on the acting. And so I got up and it was so sweet. The students like, like burst into cheering and like, yes, go Ella. And then I acted with them and it wasn't like I did anything amazing, but it was the feeling I got of like, oh, I feel fully alive when I do this. Um, and then I just like pushed it down. Like, I don't want to look at that. Like, you know, um, and so I just kind of like put it on the shelf a little bit and it wasn't until I met with Nora and she really challenged me of like, well, why wouldn't you just like do an acting course. Like what is holding you back from doing that? And, um, I didn't want to do any in California, just, um, nothing like I felt really drawn to. And then because I'm really big on inner child work and reparenting, and I thought back to my 15 year old self and I was like, what would I do for her? to make her come alive like and I remember being 15 and in my dad's office and looking on the computer I don't even know if Google was around then but really researching drama schools in New York because I think ultimately I wanted to be in New York and be acting in New York like when I was that age and I thought well I'm going to do this for my 15 year old self like why not and, um, so I ended up like just researching a course in New York and I literally chose the school because I was like, the website's really clear. It looks really professional. I could either choose to do nine hours a week or I, over six weeks, or I can do like, 12 hours or full-time 25 hours and like that works in my work schedule and I was just kind of like practically choosing this school because of like how well the website was laid out Um, and then I find out later that it's been voted one of the top 25 drama schools in America and a ton of famous people. Like if you go to their alumni page, a ton of famous people have gone through their training and it's this particular training that I always wish that I trained in. I never learned this kind of, um, acting style in Australia. And so I actually signed up for it and, I could feel like I want this summer to be following my bliss. So doing things that actually make me come alive. And so I was really strategic in like saving up for like a summer where I explore, have adventures and feel childlike. Um, Anyway, so the ball kind of got rolling in that area and there was kind of more confirmations, more signs that, oh, this is like New York's like the place to be. Um, and then, um, I had a friend that wanted to come and, but I had felt like I actually kind of want to get my own apartment. And if you look in New York city for your own studio apartment, that's like Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, but I really don't want to settle and just kind of live in a shared place and try and do coaching calls in an awkward, uh, loud apartment, you know? And um, like, yeah, I just kind of felt that. And then um, I told my friend, like, yeah, I kind of feel like I want to get my own place, which feels ridiculous to say that because it's so expensive. Um, and then I had a friend who lives in New York who has her own beautiful studio studio apartment. I think it's the well, it's the apartment that if you've seen the TV show Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Selena Gomez, it's that apartment. Um, she reached out to me and was like, "I need someone to um, look after my dog while I'm away." And it turned out the dates were actually perfect, and so I had. Um, And then, yeah, so I think I'll stay at her place, like, five weeks of the time or six weeks of the time. And then the rest of the accommodation has been staying in a friend's place in New Jersey for free, which like is insane. Um, so I've really only had to pay for like five nights of accommodation, um, this whole time. So I've stayed at the, on the upper West side and, um, also in New Jersey anyway. So it just felt like if you've listened to my podcast episode about living in alignment, it just felt like when I connected to my heart and got honest with my heart the alignment took place like the actual lining up of provision took place and it was it really takes a lot of self-trust and a lot of trust in something bigger than you like a divine um power working around to kind of put things together and yeah it's kind of been this kind of trip full of childlike wonder and play and it's been like the most refreshing kind of experience and so yeah I came to New York I think it was on July 16th and I am about to have my last week in New York I leave next weekend Um, but I just kind of felt like I wanted to share this with you guys uh, around like what it means to follow your dreams but also like even in doing an acting class, again, it sort of felt like I have been on the peripheral of watching my students be creative. And in some ways I am creative in my role and being strategic, but not really, um, really creative in the sense of like, I'm getting up and creating something right now. So it's been like the best gift to give myself of like, yeah, taking a class and receiving and learning and growing, but also noticing like my old mindset when I was in drama school versus my new mindset. And I think because in creativity, you can have like a mountaintop, I felt like I was amazing. And then you like dream of being a star and like all these things. And then you have a low moment and you're like, what the heck am I doing? Like, why would I even try this? Um, And so what's been good is being able to kind of sit back from those moments and be an observer. Um, And I think like what I've noticed is especially with acting, it's so vulnerable. And I think I've come up against noticing my self protective layers of I want to be seen a certain way, and it's very subconscious, and it's very like I don't want someone to see me be clunky and awkward, and you know which is acting like it. You you're it's hard to be good at it. Like it's actually really hard. To It looks easy when you watch a movie, but it's actually really challenging because the goal is not actually to act, it's to be really present and respond to someone's behavior and listen and there's so many things going on. But anyway, so this whole experience has been so good um, and I feel like because I've done so much emotional health work and I know so much. Um, there can be this like self-protective superior thing that you can do. Like I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not caring what the teacher is thinking so much. Like I could, I could even feel like I actually don't, you know, need his validation. Like I actually don't need the class's validation, which has been like growth and like feels very freeing in a lot of ways. Um, but it's, but what was interesting, and I, you guys would have heard my podcast on anxiety, which is a couple of episodes ago. Um, and I kind of went into classes feeling really chill and like laid back, like, oh, this is so low stakes for me. I'm okay if I look a bit ridiculous. I mean, it's awkward, but I'll be kind to myself. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But I, um, one of the classes, I actually had a full-blown anxiety attack and where I had to leave the class. And that took me like it fully surprised me. And I think we're about three or four classes in. And the feeling, the the I could feel myself, Like it was such an out of control feeling like, and this is why anxiety is not necessarily always about mindset. It's about what's happening in your body and your nervous system. And for me, like I love coffee, but I really have learned that coffee really doesn't help with anxiety. Like it really (laughs) makes you really jittery. And so I think like in that moment, like I could feel wow, I don't, this feeling out of control to something is like really painful. So I'm out of the class and then the vulnerability of like the teacher sending someone to see if I'm okay. And then feeling a little bit of shame that I'm that person. Um, and I just kind of could be aware of, okay, I'm aware that like judgment is coming up about this moment right now. Like I'm judging myself a ton or I'm worried about what they're thinking. And it was good for me to like, let that float by and accept that this is like a moment (laughs) that this is happening. And I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to regulate my nervous system. And I just had a goal to be able to get back in the class to do the exercise and um, so I got back in the class and I did the exercise, which I actually felt good about the exercise because it's interesting when you actually do the exercise like that you're doing, you're so focused on it that you're, that helps me with anxiety, having something to focus on. But I think the thing that I could feel was like at the end that, Like, I went up to the teacher and he's like, Oh, were you sick? And I was like, I actually just had an anxiety attack. And he was kind to me, which actually kind of made it worse. Like, I could feel the tears welling up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my humanity is streaming down my face. And I really realized, like, that is like what I want though. Like I want to be a human. Like I don't want to have to be this put together person that nails the exercise all the time. I actually want to be inside the creative process. Like I want to feel like I have a heartbeat and that I'm human. And so I think that kind of set the tone of like my approach to this creative process that I've been on. Um, and like, even it's not like doing this course, I'm like, I want to be a famous actress. It's more, I actually love the, the fact that I'm opening up myself up to something that does make me come alive. And I'm not going to fixate on what the result is because that's so out of control in having a creative career. But I actually just want to follow the the pings. Like I want to follow the signs that feel like it's in, in alignment with me. I hope that makes sense and it's not too woo-woo or like <laughs> abstract. But I think, yeah, so this whole process has felt like the most alive I have ever felt. And I think because a lot of the things that were in the way when I last went to drama school, like, do I look good right now? What do, what does my teacher think? What does the classmates think? Like, I'm not like obsessing about those things like I used to, or even if that does come up because I'm human, um, I know how to adjust to it. Like even recently, like one of my classmates was like, oh, I just feel like I have so much work to do like on like their acting. And, um, I'm like, well, that's why we're in training. (laughs) Like we all have work to do, you know, like that's, that's why we're learning a skill. And, um, because there is this, our ego really wants to be the best in the class or that wants to be the standout or wants to nail the activity or nail the scene or the nail the monologue the first time and that's our ego that's driving the show. So of course we're gonna feel really deflated if we don't do something well. And I just said to him, I'm like, that's just your ego. (laughs) Like your ego feels that way. Whereas like if you can kind of stand back and actually, like, have a bigger goal in mind than I'm going to be awesome every time I do something. Like, you open yourself up for discovery and play and innovation, I think, because I think that, especially in creativity, mistakes often do lead to innovation or discovery of something new. And so, I think that's, like, important in, in approaching creativity. But I think our ego gets in the way all the time because we're trying to manage perception, our perception all the time. And so I think even like, so having my goal rather than like, I have to be successful at this all the time, or I have to have my teacher validate my desire to do acting and say, yes, you should do this. um, Even though like, I think that's good to a level, but ultimately your validation of yourself is the main one because otherwise you're always going to be searching for someone else to be like, you should go for it. You should do this. I believe in you, but actually believing in yourself is the hardest thing to do, but the thing that you want to focus on. So I think even in my approach to creativity and even doing this acting course, it's more, I'm saying yes to a lifetime of creativity, a lifetime of doing new things and a lifetime of mastery, a lifetime of letting myself go at a slow pace at learning to be good at something. Um, and I think because I'm not tying my financial security on it, it feels way lower stakes. So if I was like to just pursue acting and like need it to like, um, yeah, like pay my bills, then that would feel stressful and that would feel like a ton of pressure. But I think what I'm doing in this whole journey, and it's very much in process, it's very much, I don't know where it will lead, (laughs) but it's It's the whole goal is to throw myself into situations where I get to be vulnerable and human but also discover what's inside me. And I think leading up to a, the trip, um, I was actually working with an occupational therapist and she's very insightful and full of so much wisdom and 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 beauty. And she just kind of looked me in the eyes and she said, you're not fully expressed. And like that, you know, when someone says something to you and you feel really seen that like choked me up. Like that made me feel very like, yeah, I, I actually know that I'm not fully expressed and it feels so scary to fully express myself. Um, and she didn't know that I was actually even enrolled in this summer acting program. So then when I told her, I'm actually going to figure out what that means to express myself fully. Um, Yeah, so that was a really sweet moment just before I came and one of the kind of like winks or like nods or little encouragements in the right direction. And so, yeah, stay tuned for more kind of revelations, more perspective on my own personal creative process. It's very vulnerable, very human. And I would encourage you to go on your own kind of journey with this. I think that... everybody's creative I think that everyone is and sometimes I look at like my mom who's a painter and very clever writer and I look at her and I'm like well she's definitely a creative and I look at my sister who can throw an outfit together and like have a space look beautiful and I think well my sister's creative um, because I haven't expressed creativity that way and so I would encourage you, like maybe if you don't even think you're creative, to actually start to see the little seed of creativity in you and see what that is. Like, actually fan into flame, like, kind of stoke the fires of that part of your world, because it's actually really nourishing for you. Like, having a hobby and having something that you do that's not scrolling Instagram or watching tons of TV, like is actually really like rich for your life and so good for your mental health to actually be developing a skill in another area that isn't just like, this has to be related to my work or my family and that's it. Like, so I'd I'd encourage you to take baby steps towards what that looks like for you. Anyway, there'll be more updates on this, and I'm excited to invite you into my process. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends, and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella Hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next podcast.